Welcome to Bigger Than The Hustle podcast, where I give you a fascinating insight into the world of real-life entrepreneurs and how they live their lives outside their business. Every week, I bring you super interesting conversations about the energy, thinking, habits, mindsets, and disciplines that make them successful in their life, which in turn allows them to be successful in their business. It's powerful conversations, uplifting interviews, and a mega dose of solo inspiration from me, We dive right into what gives them the confidence to follow their own path and attempt to get unapologetically real so you can learn what it takes to show up in your life and live your truth unapologetically. Now today um, I'm bringing in an interesting chap. Um, His name is Sudip. Um, I got introduced to him about six years ago where he introduced himself to me and what really sort of struck a chord with me, he came up to me, he didn't know me at a social event and said, you know, I'm thinking of setting my own business up would you help me or would you you know you know guide me or mentor me or coach me or whatever it is and that's the first time someone actually come up and being so open and honest so I knew something was different about him so I thought you know why not so we 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 spent a year you know regular meetings seeing how he goes and he he dipped his toe from corporate into a side hustle which was um um well it was more to do with commercial property and then he went fall deep in but i'm not going to go in through all of it so i'm going to welcome him here so hello sudip how are you hi guys very well thank you how are you Babic? yeah well good thank you so if you could just uh, introduce yourself a short introduction and um give a little bit of insight into you sure. so my name is sudip taylor um i started the company st commercial five years ago now um what i basically do is i'm a commercial property agent mainly sourcing commercial properties uh for clients for development or investment purposes Perfect. Now, if we go back to the start, so I remember the first conversation we had um, at a mutual friend's wedding, yes. um, your relative, and um, then it was just a case of, I'm, I've got an idea and I'm thinking of doing something. And that's all it was at that stage, right? And mm-hmm. I said, you know, would you mind sort of, you know, helping me or, or helping me tread down this path? Now, can you remember the motivations of, from your life before this, to why you were thinking about this and what what made you sort of move in this direction? Yeah, I mean, I guess I got a passion for properties at a very young age. Um, if I'm honest, I actually started in Australia where I just went for a wedding and looking around, I just loved looking at properties and developments that were happening. I think I fell in love with properties at that moment in time, changed my degree, etc., around and did my real estate degree, which was all great and good fun. However, when I came out, it was the recession time. So, you know, jobs in property were quite scarce at that point, and I was already working for retail banking, and to have a full-time job at that time, to be fair, was great. So I just went into retail banking and sort of fed into it. Um, the reason I came out, if I'm honest with you, was probably because I saw potential, but I felt potential in myself um, for what I could do and go on to achieve. And I felt the corporate world was not holding me back as such, but more than anything, giving me a bit of a, a limitation to where I could go on to. And I didn't like the thought of a limitation, like the thought of unlimited, you know, whether it be life as such, you know, whether it be earnings, whether it be, you know, time, flexibility, that that wasn't quite how it worked in the corporate world. So I said, I started with an idea and uh, picked a person to have a chat with that I thought would have to help me the most and uh, prodded you at the, at the wedding, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So, from that point, initially, obviously, there was a short time where first it was an idea, then it was just a thought, then it was sort of putting little small micro actions behind it to yeah, see if this is where you wanted to tread. Um, obviously, safety and security being the first mind, thinking, you know, uh, let me look into this. Um, so just remind us how long it took you from actually being in your, you know, your banking role to mm. deep diving, you know, two feet in full-time into this role and then all the all the things that you learned about being an entrepreneur which you didn't know and no one told you about before you started absolutely so I, I, I quite remember this vividly because um i remember we first sat down our first meeting was the first of june 2014 um i remember we sat at the grange you know mm-hmm. sitting next to the fire yeah. having a conversation and it was yeah. about you know you asking me what i wanted to do why um, and I remember you saying to me uh, quite an important question at the time, which I didn't realize was when did you want to give up your job? And at that point, I said, I felt panic in my head. Give up my job? You know, that, that's not a thing. Who does that? Um, but I, at that moment in time, I threw out there and I said, well, I don't know, this time next year maybe. 
Um, and it was exactly 1st of June 2015 where I woke up and I had already had my notice in my first day at home, starting a business, you know, on my own, here we go, exactly 12 months later. Um, strange, but worked out quite well. And um, I guess no one um, explained to you the structure of an entrepreneur, which is you build your own structure, right? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, uh, the amount of planning I did, you know, the business plans I put together and all the quality of to turn that off. <laughs> um that's fine <laughs> sorry so what's no. uh, but yeah the amount of, sort of planning i did and you know the business plans i put together the amount of times i got it read by people and the actual reality of it was it's not gonna work you know literally scrapped the business plan didn't work and i had to just run with what i what i thought and what went at the time i'm completely honest and um, so there was a lot of a lot of i thought great background planning Nah, doesn't work Put yourself straight into it and i think that's when i realized hold on wait this is not gonna work and then tweak as you go and i think the analogy that springs to mind is is um get to the edge of the building jump off and the builder wounds down right yeah pretty. um you can you can think and think and think and mostly that thinking will maybe push you back into not doing it i think as soon as you jump in and then you realize i have the ability to adapt to this i have the skills and knowledge probably not at the time but i can work this out you know I feel I have enough in me that I can work the shit out, whatever it is, you know, and I'm sure you'd agree initially, you know, over the first six months to a year, it's not fucking easy, man. No, um, not, at all, not at all. I think to be fair, I, I was quite grateful because at that moment in time, I think I learned some key skills, which I didn't realize I'd learned from working in retail banking, um, you know, that, that ability to be able to sort of take a no and it's okay, keep moving, you know, when things just picking up the phone and giving people calls without being too scared of what they may say or how it's going to go. You know, these, cause I still carry today, you know, that's what's helped me, I guess, progress. Because if I didn't put myself in a situation, and don't get me wrong, it was scary. It was very scary. It was very, uh, the unknown, I guess, if anything. Um, and it was very scary at the time, but to put yourself in positions and have conversations with people. Um, I think if anything helped me sort of, I guess, build where I was going and the path I was going to take because at that moment in time, it was purely just a, not too sure. I know what I can do and what I'm able able to do, but which route I'm going to take, I've got no idea. And I think, and I think, and I think um, if we be real about it, when you first, you know, the first day, if you remember the first day of being an entrepreneur, you know, that where you're sitting and you're like, I don't have emails I need to respond to. I don't have a structure as in, I get up, I go to work, I do this, right? Um, and then a lot of the time, it's, that's the discipline that's where the discipline comes in because then you're seeing things around you maybe i don't know what to do so it might be i might just read or watch some tv or listen to some music or, or do something out that will distract you out of maybe focusing and then you see yeah. you catch yourself you catch yourself and you're like actually no i'm not meant to be doing this i'm meant to be doing this and you get back in and then you fall out again you get back in and you fall out again and i think that's where you know you as a person you know comes out where you're like you know at that point, a lot of people can can sink and say, "Actually, do you know what? This ain't for me. I, it's too hot." But that's a point where you fix yourself. You have those conversations with you, and I'm sure that voice in your head is yeah. saying, "You listen, bro. Fix up, man. We need to do this." You know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I remember. I mean, my office was my bedroom. So literally, as you can imagine, you're going from you know your bed to your desk, and literally, it was right next to you, and off you go. And you work with a laptop and trying to create something that's so great. Um, and it was it was strange because I've gone from you know retail retail bank was like 500, 600 people you're seeing per day, um, to now all of a sudden seeing nobody but your laptop and trying to create something. And that for me was honestly a big culture shock. It was difficult for me to get my head around. Um, however, yeah, there was definitely times where I procrastinate. I'd find reasons to not be there. <laughs> Some points worked out quite well. So my grandma at the time was was you know. Um, extremely extremely close to she was going for cancer and on her last stages but what it gave me was a time to be able to spend time with her i guess for that meantime therefore i never regret you know when i left and how it worked out happier times i had my nephew and um, that was my first nephew i was born as well so i spent a lot of time with him which is great but that voice in the back of your head always telling you hold on you should not be doing this you need to be in you need to be in work mode you need to be creating that space you need to be you know building on what you've already sort of put together sort of thing rather than just spending time that you love or being around because it's fun and um you know you can sort of correct me if i'm wrong but from the conversations i remember 
which we had um your environment your environment wasn't set up really for you to get to have belief that you could do this so what i mean by this is you didn't have many people around you that had done this already you didn't yeah. have a friend circle that had been on this path so much um you didn't have a, you know much in terms of this i can see all these things around me they're close to me so it's possible for me so what do you think gave you the belief that actually do you know what i think i can do this I think I've always had the hunger from a very young age, also the hunger to show that I can do better, or I can do more, or I can do different. Um, there was battles, you know, I mean, I say battles because various battles and various, you know, honestly, family, really, to be honest with you, where I'd, you know, go down the route of, I'm going to start this and I'd get a lot of, you know, negative energy, a lot of, you know, should have, no, you're in a good job, you've got a good career going for you, good thing going for you. Um, and a lot of self-battling as well as to whether it's the right thing for me to do. Um, but at the same time, I guess I'm the kind of person once set my mind something, I'm going to do it. Um, and I think it was just trying to find the right person because, like, as you mentioned, there wasn't a lot of people around me that had done it already. So it wasn't about the capability of whether I could do it. It was more about how, you know, and I need to understand the how. Though I realised, to be fair, nobody can tell me the how. Um, you know, unfortunately, there's nobody that can tell me the how. The only way I can do it is find out for myself. However, what I did get was people like yourself, um, you know, Baz, you know, giving yeah. me bad words, if anything, to sort of say, no, you've got the capabilities, don't be afraid, you know, push yourself. And that, to be fair, I guess, and to be fair, support of family as well, especially in the first year, support of family or in the sense of, you know, um, not looking down on me or feeling as if I'm ashamed, you know, to be doing what I'm doing. That, that did help me, to be fair, to continue and pursue what I was doing to get me here. Um, and yeah, worked out well. And I think, you know, from everything I hear from the words you say, um, the having that situation or being in that environment where, you know, it's not that people don't have your back, but they don't openly say, you know, just go for it. There's always a hesitation to say, you know what, are you doing the right thing? You know, you've been in commercial banking your 10 years. You've been steady, you've done well, you know, you earn money. And especially within the Asian culture, you know, that is seems to be a big thing, you know, where security and safety and i think that's the thinking of the previous generation but they didn't know any different they came to this country they had to graft and there was no safety blanket like we have we have a safety blanket they didn't have a safety blanket right so the, their graft and their hard work and their effort and their thinking got to them to where they did which yeah i you know that's the foundation of my life yeah. but for me to step up and then to then build upon that it's saying, do you know what? Now we have so many more choices, and that them leading their life their way gave us the choices that we now have. Mm -hmm. And I almost felt that if I didn't choose, if I didn't make choices that were not just good for me, but good for the people around me, but it made me the person I was, mm -hmm. then I was almost almost letting myself down because yeah. I'm not using that energy that they put into me. To say actually do you know what anything is possible you can actually go out and do what especially being in this country yeah you can we have so many more choices we are assimilating to a new culture we're the first generation here right so they came across we now build on that and then my kids will then build on that further you know one thing i've always said is i don't want to take my kids into my place of work because i don't want them to ever feel that that's what they need to do or that's what they do i want them to have the input or mindset that whatever i am or whatever the universe needs me to be this is what i want to be no matter yeah. what and like i said the world needs to see more people cutting grass with passion not more doctors yeah people, you know people that work on their cars with passion not more dentists do you know what i mean and that's yeah. you know and that's how this beautiful symbiotic system of the universe is made that's you know that's how i see things strongly and that's why when people come to me and say you know i've got an idea and this is what i want to do I am 100% behind it. As long as they understand their motivations and whys, yeah. and it's something that's within them and it has to come out in the world, I'm behind them 100%. That's what I saw in you. And that's why I thought, let me, you know, let me give them a try. Let me see what it's about. Yeah, no, absolutely. To be fair, I've been thinking about this quite a lot. And very recently, I think I've only just recently understood as to, like you said, the previous generation um, and, and their mentality. I mean, my, my dad, you know, can't work anymore. Um, and I've had various conversations in the last few years. So what do you enjoy doing, you know, to kill time, to, you know, um, to do something with yourself so you're not getting so bored. So what are your passions? You're just to work. So what, what did you do before for sports? You're playing thing. No, just worked. 
And I've realized actually the generation prior to us literally came to this country to make something better of themselves, to then provide for our family because of the hardship they've seen from where they come from. And they've done a great job, as you mentioned. Um, however, I feel as if the foundation was pretty much set and that was, I think for them, very much, that's it, it's done. You know, all right, great, you come here, got roof over your head, you've got a good education, go get a good job, earn a good salary, settle down, buy a house, have a child, have children, and off you go. <laughs> you know, and that's, that's how life should go. Yeah. Um, and I guess for someone like myself coming out of that wasn't, like I said, the easiest step initially. Um, but at the same time, I understand why they think the way that they do because of the experience they've had. And I guess for us, it's only right, well, I say, I mean, our generation, especially, you know, right and right for us to then think, as you said, better or do more to it i don't believe in following this i mean look the way i see it is also is there's no point in doing it's only personal opinion you have no point in doing the same thing that our parents have done and just continuing why they've done so well and done so, done so great for us to speak about it like today and i'm sure we'll parents talk about it going forward why not do the same thing and you know try to achieve better try to do more for the generation below us our children maybe you know and so forth and that's why I wanted to try something different, you know, that, that was a big motivator for me. I'm not ready to settle and just a good education, a good job and settle down and you're good to go. And um, I think, you know, again, you'd probably agree with me, there's a, a process of unlearning we need to go through. So we've been raised with certain mindsets and thought processes, you know, our parents probably said similar things to us, you know, as we're growing up and they're great little cornerstones, you know, about money, about working hard, about, you know, those things that have served them and got them to where they have, which is huge, you know, to move from a country into another country where they're not really wanted, they're, they face racism on a daily basis and it's a struggle. You know, and a lot of the time, you know, if my dad used to say for a few years, he wondered why he ever came because it was so hard. But he knew the bigger picture was that if he stayed where he was, he's never going to grow. He's never going to come more than he, he did what he eventually became. Yeah. Um, so that, you know, that head down, deal with it and just move on. Do you know what I mean? And just continue and eventually something will come out, right? Um, and now I feel that there's so much unlearning that I need to do not in certain cornerstones but in things like parenting for example you know yeah. our parents didn't really talk about you know sex they didn't talk about um sexuality they didn't talk about you know relationships as such it was a case of well mom and dad are here together and, and almost <laughs> i've always said this i don't know how my mom and dad are married to be fair <laughs> they're just like completely so i think we've seen that we're trying to unlearn that to say actually you know what it's about having someone by your side that is you know 100% there there has to be a love there has to be a respect there has to be a bond and you're in it together there's no I'm you know there's in, in in cultures before the man seemed to have a little bit more stature and the women sort of just sort of stayed behind as such even though they were doing probably more uh, a greater role in terms of raising the next generation yeah. you know the man was seen but now I think that's changed because I think it has to because it's not like that anymore no, I agree. I agree. I mean, as you know, to be fair, like, you know, I was with uh, my now wife at the time, like Nami at the time, um, when I was at Nationwide and also when I obviously left. Um, and honestly, pivotal, absolutely pivotal, because it's important to find someone that believes in you and to have that person by your side supporting you through the journey is absolutely crucial. Um, whether it be a friend, whether it be other half, but yeah, Nami's been absolutely amazing. And like you said, to be fair, I mean, I was very much wired to think like the man is a provider, the man, you know, brings everything in and, you know, the woman's okay, it's in the background, not, not in the background, what I mean is like financially in the background, you know, it's okay, she works, she, she works you know, brings some stuff in as, as, it, as and when. I've learned over, over time, to be fair, you know, equal rights 100% is one thing, um, you know, respect women for what they do and what they're capable of doing, but at the same time, you know, Anami is respectful towards the business and me and what I'm achieving, you know, financially, she supported me a lot, to be fair, at the beginning when it was a struggle but she never gave up she never ever said to be fair like you know it's not going to work present different she's she's now she's never done it you know and as you know with businesses ups and downs definitely happen still do happen to this day um mm -hmm. and she still to this day supports me and still to this day said no you continue going you know you're okay um and i guess that gives me the encouragement to say no if she can believe if she believes me then i'm capable of doing it um and that's a real massive driver for me massive massive and um do you know like um the relationship you have so it sounds like you've got a strong foundation of a strong right. relationship that will continue to grow and continue yeah. to evolve because that's you know what relationship is about 
what do you think what you know what kind of man do you think you've become because of her that's a good question <laughs> um this doesn't sound really, really cheesy but Florence is a lot more loving um, mm -hmm. only because I know I mean look I was always I guess from a young age I'd sort of be a man of the house at a very young age in my home um or I just took that role on as such so therefore I've I guess I became a lot very driven, you know, very driven, very do a job, do it now, do it right. Um, and I was very just, just go, go, go. I think and I mean, if anything, has taught me to slow down, to enjoy life, to have fun. And we're married, but honestly, it doesn't feel as if, you know, and I hear all these stories and guys saying to me, no, bloody, you know what happens when you get married, don't you? <laughs> and I, honestly, still to this day, I'm like, what happens? Because, you know, I don't see, I mean, I'm, honestly, I've just written a birthday card for her for next week. And literally, I can I can say on there, you know, that another year has just flown by. You know, we've been together, bloody hell, seven years this year, um, and it's flying by because it's, it's not hard work at all. Like literally, we're, we're good friends. Um, well, in fact, best friends, and we're married, and it's the best relationship. I think, if anything, one thing I've learned with marriage um, so far on this journey, without any children, because I'm sure it's a different dynamic, <laughs> um, is just to enjoy each other's time, you know, don't, don't be afraid to have a bit of fun and, you know, don't be afraid to, you know, mess around and have a laugh and yes, you're going to bicker, but get over it and don't hold grudges, you know, little things like that, you just come to go, do you know what, it's okay, you know, you care about the person, love each other and you're okay. And I think you, in terms of the, the two key things that jumped out was best friend mm. um, and your the energy between you because you know like i've mentioned before um beside every successful person is a successful partner whether that be your wife whether that be your husband whatever and we can't do this on our own you know there's so much balance that's brought between the feminine and the masculine um and the ways we think we believe that we understand ourselves and then someone comes in and gives you a different point of view it's only when you have a respect for that voice Will you take that in and say, actually, do you know what? You actually do. You are talking a little bit of sense there. Sometimes you don't say it openly because there's that little bit of, yeah. you know, but it, it does go in. And I think for, for like, you know, like you said, you've be you've known your, your now wife for seven years. I've known, well, we were friends and then we got married for 20 years, you know, wow. and it's only even now we're still growing. And it's only now that we've found a center space where, there's a huge amount of energy which is there the synergy between us and especially being parents again which is a different dynamic completely you think you know your partner bring kids into it do you know what yeah. i mean it's a real you know it's it it can make or break you and i will be honest with that but we get through that and we we make we say it's worth it we're going to struggle and we're going to fight and we're going to deal with this and it's worth it because when you come out the other side like my daughter is now 14 my son is going to be 10 Mm. and it's it's so nice now in terms of the relationship between us all of us we all have our own quirks we all have our own ways but we give each other space to be who we are we yeah. give each other space to, to say you know i'm not perfect but be imperfect with me and these are the pits puts that imperfect about me and this is who's imperfect with with them and when you join that all together and you realize that everyone is on their own struggle, everyone's in their own battle, all we're here is to do is to support, help, and, you know, give a real point of view. Because it's only she can probably say certain things to you and you'll listen. Yeah. But other people are saying, you'd be like, the ego will step up and say, actually, you know what? Yeah. Hold on. Hold on, bro. <laughs> Joey. The chimp's about to go mad. <laughs> so, didn't I like, obviously, that's been, so your wedding was a couple of years ago, right? Yeah, 2018. Yeah. So I remember, um, so that's obviously you, it's still quite new for you, right? And like yeah. you said, there's still, there's still so much to go. There's still a long, long journey ahead, right? So anyone that's in a relationship right now, whether that be sort of girlfriend, boyfriend, whether they're sort of longer term partner, living or whatever it is, and they decide they want to tread the, the, the steps of marriage, um, what, what conversations do you think they should be having before they decide? So, do you know what? I'll be honest with you, those conversations that me and Lammy had um, whilst I started the business, what, during the sort of time phase I was building the business up. Um, and there's a few points that I made quite clear with Anami. Um, and she made it me and myself as well, you know, because I think, if anything, expectations need to be understood from both ends. 
if they're not on the same line, on the same page, then it's difficult to actually sort of, I guess, mold and conversations, etc. carry on. So I think the first thing that I said to her was that our family is going to be me and her. And, I, and what I mean by that is that, yes, we still love our parents. We love, you know, the energy around and what, what, what they're about. However, priority for me is my wife and children that we may have. Only because that's what we're building towards. So it's easy for us to listen to the voices of what our parents might say and, you know, my parents might say and hers and cousins, etc. Um, or siblings. But when it came down to it, it needs to be mine and her voice. And I think that's what started off by building foundations. That, that was absolutely the foundation. It still is to this day. It's the foundation of us. You know, when we hear things from, you know, both sides, it's very much like, what do we want? And I think that's what was the first thing. Second thing was believing each other. You know, um, believe in what we're doing and have a vision which you are both aligned to. Um, I'm, I'm a big 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 vision believer um you know from visual boards to sharing visions on a daily basis and i mean you know from looking at certain things it's just it sounds really silly but th these are things that i use to keep me focused um and she uses as well to be fair you know so for where she wants to go and the drivers that she may have um so we, we definitely shared visions and where we're going and how we're going to do things and move forward and then i think that put us on the same page anything um and that's for the third thing to be fair you know if there's any any concerns or anything that's worrying any of us don't hold it in you know have a conversation just know that i think that the important thing was that we both knew that every time we had a different conversation it wasn't going to be the be all end all it wasn't oh my god it's so tough we can't carry on it was a this is tough we're going to work through this and we both just understood that you know at the same time it was very much had the conversation early on so it doesn't build up too much so yeah, I think the, the main things would be, you know, get your priorities right between the two of you, understand what you both want, you know, visualize, understand where you put your journeys are going to be and where you're going, make sure you're on the same page with that there. And then, um, sorry, third thing, just being the fact, you know, be open as much as you can with each other. Um, cool. I think it's really, really important that's, that's the case. That's it. Okay, I'm going to pause one second. Okay, um, do you know when you're talking, do you know the, the camera's quite shaking? So I think when you're touching the table, you're sorry. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think shaking? Because yeah. I'm just conscious that the video has yeah, to look. Thanks for that. So I just so you know, you get, obviously it's, it's good to be animated, but keep your hands if you can off the yeah. table if that's cool. Yeah. No okay, you. that's fine. So I'll, I'll obviously edit that bit out, but don't. Be. <laughs> I just want it to come across really well. Do you know what I mean? And, and I think the the veneer of how it looks makes it sound better. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I want right. you're you're making such valid points and you, the conversation's going well. So I want that to continue. Yeah. So okay, so we carry on. So we've just talked about sort of love in a relationship. What does self love mean to you? If I'm honest, I'm still figuring that out. Um, only because, you know, there's, there's changes that I go through on a daily basis, you know, and there's things that I learn, things that I, I face as challenges, um, a lot of it in my own head. But for me, I guess it is knowing that I am able to, I guess, provide the happiness, not even financial, to be honest, with you, just the happiness to the people around me. Um, you know, core values such as, you know, being there to love each other, to care for my family as well, not just my family, but I mean, like, extended family as well. Um, keeping all plates spinning, you know, I think that for me is important and not doing too much of everything. I mean, I had a conversation with another friend of mine um, that you know quite well as well as Chet, and we spoke about, you know, um, you know, balancing certain areas and whether you're going too much into one end. And I'd find that I'd get myself extremely, extremely frustrated when I'm doing too much of one, whether it be, you know, seeing friends too much or spending too much time with family or just, just being me and Ami, you know. And I realised that it's because they're not in, not, not aligned, not, not in balance. Um, so I think for, for me, it's important that I have that space or that that that's that plate sort of spinning all around um and that all sort of points are here as much as i can you know um that i mean this this has been a during this time it's trying to pandemic but it's been a really great time for me to be able to do that because it's meant that i can communicate with friends that i haven't spoken to for a while mm. spend that me and now we can spend quality time together rather than having weekends that are packed with you know parties jamanus etc as you would <laughs> And also then focused on myself so then a lot of things that I was, I was missing to answer you was I wouldn't I know what I wanted to achieve physically and I, I knew how to get there 
but I weren't giving myself enough time to get there. And what this has allowed, if anything, is given me time to achieve my certain sort of goals that I wanted to set, you know, run. I never ran in my life. Start running and I started running, you know, lose certain weight, you know, give myself goals and challenges. And I'm, I'm doing that. And it's really helping. Really, really helping. And I think it's um, interesting with this situation we're in now. Um, and so many of the entrepreneurs that are, cl are, are close friends of mine, um, people I talk to, it's the mindset that I love about entrepreneurs is that we see a benefit in everything irrespective of the situation. Do you know what I mean? Um, and like you said, it's now giving you the space to actually concentrate on yourself because I believe that when you're strong within yourself, you're better for all the people around you. So you're shining your light for them to shine their light. Do you know what I mean? Whoever there is around them. Um, and that mindset of resourcefulness, you know, we, have to just work shit out and we do um and we understand that investment in ourselves is investment in everyone around us so it's you know it's the analogy of of keep giving yourself oxygen because that once you if you continue to breathe the people around you can continue to breathe and you can invest in them as well as yourself so i think it's really important that you continue on doing that um you continue trying to make yourself physically and mentally strong as well as listening to good stuff and 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 involving yourself in conversations which are going to serve you because again we as 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 males um we have this thing about not being able to conversate on a deeper level than just you know just uh you know talk about football or talk about you know whatever it is right um and if you talk to like your wife for example i'm sure she has conversations with her friends or her relatives all the time and they deep dive all the time you know about their feelings their emotions about things and i can't remember the last time i even talked to someone about that do you know what i mean now so you know now it's completely different i try and do those conversations but still i can revert back into just being you know a male and just you know believing everything is all right but i think these kind of conversations we're having today and being you know that honesty and openness which we can become more vulnerable because i think in vulnerability there's beauty and in that beauty is where you see us as people um and the veneer you know I, it doesn't have to be that whole strong caveman anymore i think it needs to be you know you be real with me i be real with you and we can help each other um and that's where the masculine i think can you know improve evolve and i think by the internet by certain things that are happening around us it's only if we open our mouths and have these conversations and put ourselves on the line that we can bring real sort of joy and benefit to everyone around us why don't you say that actually because i remember the one of the first deep conversations i had with the nami i'll be honest it wasn't really until after we got married i remember on our honeymoon we both had a fair bit to drink and as you can imagine as soon as that happens you <laughs> and um you know we had a real deep conversation whilst we were out at a bar you know i think in the middle of bali i think we were at the time and uh well i think it was malaysia actually malaysia at the time and uh it was hilarious because next day she's woken up and we've gone did we, did we talk about it last night <laughs> but actually it sets a great tone because i think if anything it gave me confidence i can say whatever i want not in a, not nothing about her but jeremy i could get my feelings out and the way she responded to it was just amazing you know it was purely supportive and the fears that as as men we have you know of being ashamed or not being good enough and all, all these sort of things that we think maybe the case or the other half might feel it just wasn't the case and that all it took was that one conversation and a few drinks obviously as well that, that night and then yeah i mean it definitely definitely changed the way we work so i mean right since the pandemic we've been having friday date nights and every friday's date night and we get we have a couple of drinks not too many just a couple of drinks and we just talk and yeah. we talk and we have a bit of music in the background and we get deep and that's great because it's not as if we're sitting there either sort of saying oh let's get deep you know it's not a conversation about trying to get deep it just conversations flows as we are today conversation just flows and that's i think what keeps us strong and keeps us grounded and keeps us sort of together and i think those the, those real conversations again with you know she's probably the closest person to you because the amount of time you spend with each other and obviously time is not the best indicator but you you know when you can be real with someone in your life and when you can when you can actually feel that i can be as vulnerable as i i sense i need to be and I will get either a support, uh, a shoulder to lean on, or a voice that tells me fix up. 
Do you know yeah. what I mean? Um, and you need both sides. It's not just a case of putting your arm around someone because sometimes you don't need that. Sometimes you need someone to listen. Just, bro, you know, you have more than this in you. Yeah. Just, I've seen it already and now you're letting yourself down. So you need to move. So it's like a coach. And the other time you need a mater you know, maternal voice where it's like, I get it. Listen, let's just not talk. Let's just hug and just, just, just yeah. let it be, you know? Hundred percent. I mean, Anami's great at that. To be fair, she's 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 quite emotionally intelligent, which helps. So she'll know when it's time to say what what you're talking about. You know, yeah. well, you know, well, why have you not done this? And I go, oh crap, I should have done that. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, and it's only because you become complacent, I guess, as well, when you're doing what you're doing. And there's times where you don't think outside the box all the time. You know, because you're just stuck in it. Sometimes it's your business. You just get stuck into just doing it and what you've known. And sometimes the outside perspective is great. And that's where I think talking really helps. Just like, even like you know work, we will get together every night and we will just say this: is what our day has gone, this is what's happened. Even if it's want nothing to say, just yeah, it's been a, it's been an alright day. But if you're just having little conversations, I think she's she's definitely very good at just you know saying to me what you that. And to be fair, it's not just Anami. I, I talk to my friends as well. To be fair, and I sort of go, well, this has happened. I'm not sure what to do. It doesn't necessarily mean that they they know the best thing to say or you know they give me the best advice. But just to be able to talk it out usually gives me ideas to go. Oh, actually. While I'm talking, I've just given myself a solution. And you think, oh, that was it. That was all I had to do, you know. And um, yeah, I think that that really helps as well. Just it's funny you say that because um, I was talking to my son about this and we were talking about the voice in your head. Yeah. Right? And the voice in your head will always support everything. And it's almost like telling you everything is, is, is exactly, it makes logical sense when you say it to yourself without yeah. saying it out loud. But as soon as you say it out loud, you're like, that doesn't actually make sense. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm sure you've been through that, you know. I've opened, I, I, you know, in my voice, there, there's been voice, you know, I'm trying to change the voice in my head to be more supportive, you know, because if I talk to, if anyone talked to me like the voice talked to me, they won't be in my life. But you know that, <laughs> you know, the amount of times it calls me an idiot is unbelievable during the day, right? So I'm trying to turn that around and I think that's helped me a lot in my running um, where, just when I feel that, you know, don't worry, bro, you just walk now. Don't and then it, it automatically switches to say, no, 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 you, you've done this before, you need to carry on. Do you know what I mean? And that I think is a muscle and it needs to be trained. So yeah. when by, you know, I've learned that by just speaking out loud sometimes and saying your fears out loud, you yeah. realize, first of all, the power of the fear is when it's in your head, when it's just, because it's only come from the energy that you've created, nothing else. And therefore, once you say out loud, you, I don't know if you've ever done this, but if you have a fear, so say you have a fear of, you know, um, there's this event coming up, and there's lots of people going to be there and I need to talk and I'm, you know, I'm not sure, you know, I don't feel very confident myself. I don't think I've got anything to share. And my self-worth is really low. Okay, so that's a voice going around in your head. Now, if you actually said that out loud and said, actually, do you know what? I don't think I'll be okay. And I think I'm going to struggle and I think I'm going to do this and then speak against it with the voice that you know you have. So it's like, why do you think you're struggling? You've been in this game for 20 years. So yeah. you're really going to struggle. But, and you're talking about self-worth. What do you mean? You know, you come from parents, you come from strength, you've got all this around you. So by just speaking out loud and actually having conversations with yourself out loud, it can really, you know, like suppress those fears. I haven't done that yet, to be fair. I might keep that. Try it. Next time, do you know what? Next <laughs> time a fear comes up, which is, you know, it's not rational because you know it's not rational, but it still drives in your head. Yeah. Say out loud and then speak openly against yourself. Yeah. And you'll see that that fear actually loses its power and it loses its voice. And then it actually doesn't sit in your head anymore. So that's a good, I've, I've learned that. And sometimes you have to do it on your own because yeah. someone else listening into this, they might think you're a bit crazy, but yeah. I recently, um, yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm talking very recently. Um, I, I had a fear, you know, to call a client about a particular you know, thing I'm dealing with right now, only because I don't know how they're going to respond. Until I was put on the spot and they called me and I had to answer the call. All of a sudden I had that conversation and I put it down I was like, that, that wasn't so scary. Why, why did I feel this fear of my own head? You yeah. know, and um, I think, like I said, sometimes just attention not trying to conjure up too much negativeness or, or even too much fear. You know, I try to sort of go, it's all right, don't worry, take as it comes, take as it comes. And I do a lot of talking to myself in my head saying, it's okay. It's have, okay. You heard, have you heard of the book called Eat That Frog? No, I haven't actually. Okay. 
this really interesting concept, really simple. Okay. So that thing that you're fearing of doing. So sometimes even like you said, sending an email or, or ringing, generally it's sort of ringing someone or having a really yeah. hard conversation with someone. Yeah. Okay. And you, but you know, it has to be done. And then what you do is you sidetrack with yourself with loads of other things. And then you know, I'm thinking that it'll actually get easier, but it doesn't because it just gets worse and worse. Right. Okay. So think of that thing as a frog. Okay. So that frog is in your hand and you look at it and someone says, you're going to have to eat that. Okay. You have no option. You just have to eat it. Okay. So you look at it and you think that's disgusting. Like, like, and, and then you're sort of staring at this frog and, and what's happening is that it starts building this thing in your head. Like, how am I going to eat that? It's, it, it might move. It might do this. It might do this. But you're like there and you're like, and the guy said, you're not moving until you eat it. You have no option. You can't move until you've eaten it. So then you're like, okay, fine. Good. And then you sort of like lick it a little bit and then you're like, whatever. And then the whole story in what's coming that, that is sort of building up more and more and more. And then you put it in and you chew it up and you eat it and it's done. Right. And the guy said, why didn't, when I told you, why didn't you just take it, put it in your mouth, chew it up and done? Cause you know, you had to do it. Do you know what I mean? And when I, when that struck me, I was like, then when, it, when I have to now, you know, make a call and then someone, and I think, oh, I'm putting this off. I think eat that frog and just do it. And as soon as you jump in, it's in, and it really it does <laughs> let you work. Because <laughs> then you stop the voice in your head. And it's like, let me see. And it's like, it's funny because even some of the kids, I say, eat that frog. They're like, okay. Even they get it. You know I mean? so, Love it. So um, moving on, what do you think inspires you most today? Um, thing it can be something you watch, can be something you listen to, it can be just the way you think or just who you've become. I think, um, again, I'm, I'm very much visionary, right? So, there's certain things that I've envisaged where we're going to go. Um, not to say now because I know time is not a thing, it's not a thing we have to do it now. When you know, I used to get that, I used to very much have to do this by now, this by now, and get, get to here by now. And now I'm like, ah, it'll happen, I know it'll happen just when it happens. Um, but yeah, what, what inspires me, if anything, and drives me to be fair, is still achieving the little goals to move forward, you know, from monetary value to reputation, to self-growth, to physical attributes, to our relationship, you know, to where we're going to go move forward, you know, it just, there's, there's lots that inspire me to be honest about it. Um, and I need, I need, they're the things that get me out of bed in the morning, if I'm being honest. I, I, it's very easy being entrepreneur because you're on your own and not getting anywhere and the, I hear a lot of you know failures in entrepreneurship that's a failure failures what I mean is that business is failing um, and I can understand why it happened not because the strategy was wrong or you know all this sort of stuff I can understand why it happens because it can become very lonely to be on your own and need something to get out of bed and a motivation for you and a driver for you to move, move forward um, and, you know, I can imagine, you know, when you've got financial constraints, et cetera, that's probably the biggest thing, you know, you've got to get out of bed to earn money to put food on the table for your children or, you know, that sort of thing. I, I can, I, well, I can't imagine what's like something about your children, but I can see how that can be a big, big factor. For myself, it's not a thing, you know, and it wasn't a thing. I literally lived with my parents at the time. Um, I didn't have any big bills to pay. I had to find something to motivate me. Um, and the little things, I guess, I envisaged of where we're going, the journey, are still to this day the reason as to why I still get out of bed in the morning trying to create something. And an interesting thing I remember you telling me, um, and I hope you don't mind me sharing this, um, when before you were getting married, um, you know, you had, because you were, you'd set out on this path and financially things were up and down, just like any entrepreneur, I remember for three, four years of my married life versus supporting me. I mean, a lot of the time because she knew I was investing so much into my business that things aren't going to be the same, you know, and she had a corporate job. So hers was regular. Um, and I remember you saying to me that, you know, we've put a deposit down on our, you know, our, our wedding or a reception or whatever it is. And I still haven't got a clue how this money is going to come off. Do you know what I mean? But I'm just going to work it out and deal with it as it happens, you know? And it's a real fear because I, I get that. I, you know, it is a real fear. And, but then you realize that actually, you know what? I'm not putting faith or trust in myself that I know I'll work out a way. Sometimes you just need to be chucked in and you just have to learn how to swim. Yeah. Because, you know, us as entrepreneurs, I think we, we will work out a way. 
and when you're when it when the decision is made and it's done let's work this shit out now you know and that's why i love being around entrepreneurs because we just have a way of just saying you know what i don't know i'll work it out yeah you find a way yeah for the case and that's that's i love i'm too fast and i'm searching all the time i don't know how we do this but we all seem to figure a way out <laughs> we do actually um and yeah i remember being at your house i talked about the wedding time but like, uh oh, they come a little bit you know and you're like oh don't worry you'll be fine don't worry you'll be fine i'm like how how am i gonna be fine and then i thought you know what get on with it no one's gonna support and at that moment in time like you said it's not a sink or swim situation but it's sort of like uh you put yourself in this you are gonna get out of this not a can i i can't now what is you are gonna you are gonna get out of this and you're gonna find a way um and actually to be fair i look back at that it wasn't that big a deal and actually i i i'd be completely honest i was sitting on my reception and i was as i walked in and i remember sitting at the top um and i remember that conversation i had with you then i think you came to me actually yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That conversation with me and i remember that moment then and i was like i don't know how i just pulled this out of the bag but i have and it's great you know when yeah, there's, there's scary times. There are scary times sometimes, but they're only scary because you create their own fear in your head yeah. um, rather than it being a, don't worry, you'll be fine, you'll work it out. And so, it, that, that's practice. That's definitely practice. Like like probably most things in life, and a little thing you said, you know, in terms of practice, in terms of has small habits and disciplines, so small, small steps to keep you moving forward. Yeah. I think that's where a lot of people fall down in terms of, okay, so I want to learn to do this but after a few days or after a few months, the energy wears off. And it's that mindset which says, actually, do you know what, I'm gonna continue. I actually don't know where this is going. I'm not even sure if I'm going in the right direction, but I'm gonna just carry on and eventually something will happen, right? And I think it's that discipline and those habits which make us different because we know we just have to continue and maybe some information might come to light that says, actually, do you know what, we might slightly sort of pivot or slightly switch directions which will make more sense yeah but we still keep moving you know we still keep getting off the couch and going out for a run because that one meter will turn into 100 meters 100 meters will turn into kilometer kind of next thing you're doing is a marathon right but the marathon didn't happen it took years and years of discipline and focus and, and, and mindset um and i you know i think that in life is such a that's a skill that should be taught, you know, um, from an early age because the patience and the discipline and the focus to just carry on, even though everything is around you is sharing, this ain't working, bro. This ain't working, bro. You've got a faith in yourself to say, you know what? I may not see it, but I'm somehow, I know I've got faith that it's going to force yeah. me. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I agree. Um, there's obviously always going to be times that like you said it's ups and downs throughout any business. Um, there's going to be times where you're doing extremely well, times where you're not going to do so well. Famous quote that you gave me was when I did do extremely well on one of my deals, you were like, how are you preparing for your lows? And I went, what, what lows? And you were like, but all you're doing at lows. And I've gone, no, 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 I'm on, I'm on a high now, straight, straight up now. And you're, ah, that, that didn't work out that way. So, um, yeah, I think, I think there's always going to be highs and lows and, giving yourself the ability to to move forward um which isn't always the easiest easiest thing to be fair about it. it can be tough for some people and i think that's very circumstantial you know from yeah. example you know, myself i'm just just i can't talk about myself to be fair because i don't know anyone else's circumstances but from when i first started the business you know being in my parents house not really having any bills to pay you know my, my bedroom i was working hostel low overheads are low just about you know doing things myself it's fine between that time, you know, got engaged, traveled, got married, um, got a place, um, you know, and still looking to move on and, and do more, to be fair, you know, still looking at another place and, you know, get bigger and better. And there's always going to be things that are going to come up. And as circumstances change, I find that as entrepreneurs, we have to change expectations as well. I think if we don't change expectations, then you'll be stuck in a place where things are not going to fit because you want to be here doing this. And that could be downsizing. It could, it could be you slowing down. You know, I'm sure you went through this. Yeah. No way. Said I need to slow down. I want to slow down. But if your business is still churning, then you're not going to slow down. Um, and I think like I said adapt to circumstances is really, really important. I think that's one thing I've understood, not fully, but I definitely am understanding. Chelsea, I'm still learning as I go along. Um, and I know. think um, you know what the one thing that comes straight up um, from the few words is is it's the person you become right mm. um it's not what you learn it's not how you are it's the person you become every yeah. day 
you know, and that those disciplines, those journeys, the things, all the decisions you've made as you grow is the person you're becoming. And it's always the person you're becoming. And yeah. I think we, we never are going to become a complete person because then there's no point to life. Um, we're never going to, you know, if we're not growing or shrinking or whatever it, there needs to be, energy is continually moving, right? Yeah. Energy doesn't stop just like we don't and just like life doesn't. And then we just have, like I said, we just need to adapt yeah. ourselves and say, actually, now we're in this situation, what do we do? work this out and a lot of the time it's how we become people through the learning of life through falling down to standing up to falling down again standing up and that's what gives us the strength i think not just to continue but to give us perspective to say actually you know what the shit times aren't always they're not going to continue yeah just like the good times are not going to continue we need to understand both sides and say actually let, let's got no let's not sit head in all the time right in it you know right emotionally in it always sit back a bit and say you know it's good right now but let's see what happens when it's not good and when it's not good say actually you know what this rain is going to stop at some point and there will be sun and let me just prepare now for the sun you know so yeah. what you know what you know understanding you a little bit more what skills um do you think you still need to gain grow or master to become the version of the self you'd like to be huge i mean there's still lots to be further into grow um you know, um, I think a, a big thing for me is reputation, and and the only way I can build my reputation life be like, sorry, so I was on silent, obviously not. Um, <laughs> the only way, only way I feel like I can build my reputation um, is by delivering the right level of service. Um, a lot of what I do is very much word of mouth, and I think for me to, I guess the legacy that I guess I'm trying trying to create, you know, and, and learn from and you know adapt to. I think um, I've got to be doing a lot more of this, you know, on, on that's that's this side of things, the work side of things, um, you know, the family side of things. You know, continue being supportive as my journey continues, and continue being myself as much as I can do, and not you know forgetting things in the background. You know, ensuring that I'm more attentive to mother half. You know, I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm giving more than I was previously rather than just be who I always have been. I think, like I said, that, that, that growth thing has always been a thing where it's continu continuous. Um, but there's, there's so much, so much more. I mean, to be honest with you, one big thing right now, only because Anami points me out on it, is my speech. Okay. Because she finds that, and I understand where she's coming from now. I never understood before, but I understand it now. And it, I mean, no offense to anybody at all. What I mean by this is because a lot of people that I communicate with are London based. And she's got a very good point. When I communicate with London, people from London, shall I say, um, they find that my speech isn't quite correct and therefore they don't respond to me as right. And I always question, well, why are they not responding as well? You know, and some, some absolutely fine, you know, those like East London, etc. they're fine because they've got a bit of a twang themselves. But with myself, I, they, they just don't really respond to me sometimes so well. And I'm just going, do you realize why? And I'm like, just because you've kind of got a less accent. I'm like, why? And why should, why, should, why, should that, why should that affect anyone? That's, that's where I'm brought up and got defensive a little bit. And I've gone, oh, no, do you know what? I've just realised. Because people still are people and they want to see um, mutual ground build. And it sounds very strange, but if you can't see someone and you talk to someone over the phone, then for me, a big thing is, is build mutual ground straight away. And you've got seven seconds over the phone to be create that, that, that first impression. If my speech is not correct, then I'm not on that same page as the person I'm speaking to. And I, I, I understand because I obviously I've met your your wife and she is very yeah. well spoken. Um, yeah. I noticed that really <laughs> from the start. So. Um, but I think you know, moving that forward for you, that's where your own, like I said, your reputation, your own investment in yourself over time, because once you have a reputation and you you have an investment in yourself, that comes across, and then it doesn't really matter at all what you sound like, what you say, because yeah. there's so much more within you. There's so much knowledge in you and there's so many skills that you have that people will be attracted to you. So it's always keeping your head down and say, you know what? I get that because sometimes you need to get through doors. But once you're through doors and you build the relationship, people see your honesty and people see your heart and they see you as a person. And I think that's, you know, I've always had people buy into people. 
yeah. you know um and as long as you are you and you you get yourself you don't just switch out for everyone but as an entrepreneur we need to be chameleons sometimes we need to understand when we need to talk and when we don't need to when yeah. someone wants it to be technical and when someone wants it to be basic you know and we need to do that within two or three seconds of meeting someone you know and yeah. it's that ability to adapt which would first get you through the door but then it's your ability to be your word say what you're gonna say do what you're gonna say yeah. do when you say you're gonna do and if there's an issue sort it out yeah. if you, those three things have served me all my life do you know what i mean yeah. um and now i feel a lot more comfortable to give that information out because i know the basis of most people that have done okay especially in the small business world the ones that are still here you know four years on plus mm. are the ones that do exactly that they say what they're going to say they do what they're going to say mm. they do when they're going to say it so they've got the integrity and if there's an issue they don't hang their phone up they come and sort it out Absolutely. and that gives you that gives you them you then the belief that this actually person is a good person yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. how the relationship stay you know um but it's 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 something that took me a while to learn um but and again you you you'll be seeing this you're interacting with people within your industry a lot more now um and you probably see that in other people that are just starting out as well so that's where the perspective comes from yeah i mean to be fair i mean there's a lot of people in my industry it's not always the case um for me personally it's more like I said, for me it's more principle you know if i if i said i want to do something Going back to, you know, from what I learned from nature, from honest, you know, um, if, if, if you're gonna, if you're gonna do it, then do it properly, one, and two, try to under-promise, over-deliver. Um, so if you say, if you give a time frame, be realistic with yourself and with the person you're dealing with and deliver um, within that time frame if you can, because that's, that's you, that's, that's a person, that's showing who you are. You know, if, you can't, if you're not good for your word, then what are you good for? Um, and I think that, that sticks to me. I still say that quite a lot, to be fair. Um, so if it's not good for your word then what you're good for and, and it, it resonates with who I am and I think also do you know if then it's not possible so something comes up and it actually is not going to happen in what you said be upfront and honest about it say actually we agree this but because of these types of this isn't going to happen but manage expectations isn't it on either end unless things are going to change there's variables that come in that means that you can't see the time frame but at the same time it means that having that conversation prior to that time frame coming have that conversation with you know whoever it is to have to have the conversation with to say let's change this let's move it a little bit forward because now all of a sudden x has come in um, but yeah i think definitely managing expectations is really really important and is there is there sort of like behind closed doors you know this is in the dark you know is there anything that you're proud of in yourself that not many people know about mm. <laughs> So as the biggest, I'll tell you what, the, the, as you said earlier, um, you know, there's not many people in my family that have, that, that do, have done what I've done. Um, not any of my friends have done what I've done as such. Um, the ability to be able to continue doing what I'm doing, I think is probably the proudest thing in myself, only because um, it, it's still the unknown, you know, it's, it's still the thing where, People are now starting business, etc., or thinking about it still, and that sort of thing, which is great for them. You know, I'm here to support and I'm trying to pass on knowledge as I can. But for me, it's a, a mental battle that I've had in myself over the space of five years to give myself the ability to continue and carry on to this day and, I guess, get to where I am. Definitely. Yeah. And um, so, you know, again, we talked at the start about habits. You know, we all have habits that we feel make us who we are and it gives us success in our life and in foundation. Like one little habit I have is my phone doesn't come on till after 9 or 9.30. Um, so I'll get up normally at 5.30, I'll get up, I'll drink water, I'll go for a run, I'll make both our lunches, then I might read, I'll have conversations with my kids, my wife. They go to school in, not lockdown situation, but when they go to school in, it's only when I leave the house that my phone goes on because I feel that that pulls my time away from the things that are important to me. So that's my time. Those first four hours in the day are my time. So if they're my time for me to be the strongest person I can for everyone around me who are important to me, I need it to be exactly how I'm going to become strong. You know, I eat well. I, you know, drink water, I exercise so I can be the strongest. So when that phone comes on, it's You're ready. It, I'm ready. Do you know what I mean? 
is there any little things that you do that might help people yeah so one thing i mean i haven't got as strict a routine and i'll, I'll be honest the reason why is because my business doesn't require me to work 20 hours a day um in fact, my business is really four days a week business, which works with you, and it's, it's a lot less hours. But I've learned that because, again, a lot of stuff that I used to was when you start a business, you know, we're going to stop and you're 20 hours a day, and, you know, and I, when I weren't doing 20 hours a day, I felt like, oh, I'm doing something wrong, you know. That really actually is not the case. Um, because I'm a busybody, I need to be doing something, which means that I'm, I, I, I need to keep myself occupied. And I'll tell you what, my new routine example, you know, from waking up, getting ready, um, checking my emails. That's the first thing I'll do, just check my emails in time. Actually, in fact, when Anami's here, um, then we'll spend a bit of time together in the morning, have a coffee and stuff, and then check my emails. In between time, I'll go for a run now um, that I'm doing. I'll have my little workout routines at home that I'm doing. But then it's little simple things also, like just putting dishes away, you know, washing up after myself, and cleaning up around me, tidying up. It sounds really silly, but the little things that keep me occupied throughout the day that get me through to whatever time I'm finishing, basically, but I feel like I'm finishing, um, are the things that I have to do. And it was quite strange actually moving in with the nanny because she felt like she should be doing it. And I said, saying to stop, stop, stop trying to, you know, cook, clean, everything, just relax. Let me, let me do some stuff. I love cooking. Let me cook, you know, or I'll wash up tonight. She's like, no, no, no. And I'm like, no, seriously, I want to wash up. Let me wash up tonight. And now we work, honestly, really, really well together because she's understood that it's okay for me to cook, clean, you know, wash up, da, 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 what it may take. But I say that to her because I need to be doing these things to keep me occupied. These are the things that keep me sane, you know, from washing my clothes, etc. You know, these little chores keep me sane. And they're the things that, if anything, cover my day as well, does that make sense? You know, so I don't feel like I'm not applying myself enough, but at the same time doing enough and adding value around the house where I can be, you know, to a nanny, to make her life easier, whatever. That makes me feel good. I'm adding value to something and someone around me. I think the key word there is balance. I think you, you find that it's not just all about work. It's about being supported within the house as well as outside the house. So I get that 100%. Now, um, I could be in this conversation for hours, you know, because, um, you, you know, we get on well. Um, we talk well and um, we both are a bit chatterboxing. So, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? So, we're, 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 there's a couple more things I want to go through so that <clears throat> if people get really insight to you and, 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 and your life and um, things that are important to you. So, you've, you've now reached the last day of your life, okay? Um, you've lived last day, the last moments, should I say, um, before you start on your new journey, wherever that may take you um you've lived a long life you've done everything you wanted to do you know you're 150 years old and life has been good um but it's the last moment now um everyone is around you the ones that care about you the ones that you'd like to be there um you don't have enough energy to speak but you've been given a pen and a paper and you've been asked to write three words that resonate with you that have helped you in your life that you would like the people around you to practice a little bit more that may help them in theirs what would those three words be um i think there's three um discipline i think for me is big uh, very big so yeah um love i'd say definitely everything around you you know whether it be you know, family, friends, to the half, kids, whatever it may be, love. Um, I know it's sort of two words, but have fun. You know, or enjoy. I think, I think, I think that's the principle. I think I've come to learn as well. It's not going to be so serious all the time. You know, and learn to enjoy life a little bit. It's not. I mean, a lot, a lot of my friends who first seen me as a serious one. <laughs> as even though you know he's, he's, he's a bit more serious kind of joking laugh with him but actually as you get to know me you think no he's he's okay you know, he's laughing and joking and that's who i am you know i lo love to have fun absolutely love to have fun um and i can take a joke and a laugh that's fine but i think uh it's it's important that a lot of people don't get so wound up in the daily lives they get stuck into the rut of you know just work bills life uh, just let it go a little bit breathe enjoy yourself and it's fine it, take, it takes practice right Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> practice. Yeah, just get yourself down the top a few times. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, and now we're on to the last question, okay? So 
this this podcast is called Bigger Than The Hustle and right now you're bigger than the world. So I've um, sourced a microphone. That microphone is connected to 7.58 billion people in the world. Um, everyone understands you. Everyone understands what you're saying. Everyone can hear you. Everyone is awake. Yeah. Um, and you've got 30 seconds to pass them a message. What would your message be? So before we go into this kind of part, there's just general message. It's people. a message that you would like to share that you hopefully would help everyone in the world. Okay, that's fine. Um, I promise say don't be afraid. You know, don't be afraid to move forward. Don't be afraid to do something that other people are not doing. Don't be afraid to try something that you feel that is right for you. I think um, know what you're passionate about. Or if you don't know, then learn what you're passionate about. Um, don't live your life in someone else's shoes or doing what someone else wants you to do because that's not life. Life is what you want it to be. And make your own for anything. Perfect. Okay. Thank you so much, uh, Sadip. You're welcome. Thank you for putting yourself on the line. I acknowledge you. I've known you for a while. Um, and I acknowledge the way you turn up in the world. You know, you live by what you say. You're willing to adapt. You're willing to put your head down when you need to put your head down, but lift it up when you need to lift it up. Um, you, you know, you saw, you spread your energy around. Um, and you really turn up for the, t at the times it matters for the people around you and the ones that mean most to you. But then also you can work by yourself in the dark and then just get stuff done. And I acknowledge that. I see that from a distance. And, and, and again, it, for people your age, again, it inspires me as well to be the best version of myself. So thank you. Thank you. So this was um, the next episode of Welcome uh, the Bigger Than The Hustle podcast. Um, hope you guys have enjoyed it. What I'll do is I'll hook up Sudip's um, notes in the show notes. So if you do want to contact him about anything, you can do. Um, obviously, commercial property is what he's into, but he's obviously got a lot of insight in life as well. So I'm sure general chat would be okay as well. So like I said, stay strong think big because thinking big gives you a big life gives you big love and gives you big energy to share with everyone around you so thank you till next time